that the shadow that snuck up behind us was just our friendly new cellmate, Glug. What a guy. Glug. Hey, guys. Hey, Glug. How's, uh, how's prison? Oh, it's great now that I've caught my new friends. <laughs> hey, Glug, can you just shut it, please? We're trying to record a podcast here. Please stay quiet. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Glug, shut up. Hey, come on, man. This is our This is our only way out. You don't know anything about podcasts anyway. I don't want to hear another word out of your mouth for the rest of this episode, okay? <sighs> anyway, that was pretty rude. How's it going? You know, living large, living small, living medium. Uh, those are all kinds of ways it could be going. Living venti, living tall. Living uh, la vida loca. Hey, who, who hasn't? Hey, living on a prayer. Even. Mm. Living on the edge of a knife? Mm-hmm. Living just to Laughing. die. Loving? Man. So many ways to be alive. And uh we're still we're still doing it. We're still kicking. Day. We're still alive. We're not dead yet, that's for sure. Yeah, it's like that. The classic song goes. I'm still standing. Yep. After all this time. Yeah, man. I love John Mellencamp. Yeah, that's one of those classic songs you can hear. Mm-hmm. Can I share you... Uh, you know, we do a lot of food things on here, so I don't want to take too much of your time. Yeah. But I found something that I need you to be aware of. Gee, because it just feels like it falls in our tradition. Okay, so hold on. Before we start, is this going to spiral into a Wikipedia dive that turns I'm... into a whole episode about this? I promise I will not go on Wikipedia. Okay, go about ahead. About this, or anything related. I'm just going to read you this recipe straight up. The title is Beef Fizz. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sounds good. Sounds good already. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested. Two cans condensed beef broth. Two cans? Two cans. Not the bird. Oh, uh, okay. One cup chilled ginger ale. Two tablespoons lemon juice. Combine ingredients and pour over ice in glasses. Did you say broth? Condensed beef broth. Mm-hmm. Start from the top. Yep. Uh, beef fizz. Two cans condensed beef broth. One cup chilled ginger ale. Two tablespoons lemon juice. Combine no. ingredients and pour over ice in glasses. No, that's what I thought you said. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, who, what, what sick society invented this? I'm going to guess the upper Midwest. Oh, gosh, not again. Well, I don't have any, I, full disclosure, have no clue where this came from. It's just a tiny picture on the internet. There are maybe uh, a thousand other uses for beef broth Well, than drinking it like that. In some way, I feel like someone was like, hey, this is kind of a riff on a whiskey bourbon cocktail in some sense. <laughs> in what sense? So imagine you were having a, a whiskey or a bourbon with ginger ale and lemon juice. Uh-huh. Like that's reason. It's kind of weird to put the ginger ale in there, but it's not like insane. Yeah. It would probably just be a sweeter version of like... I don't know, an old-fashioned. Yeah. And? So someone was probably like, hey, 
this whiskey is brown and liquid and this beef broth is brown and liquid what if we just swapped them right out this week on binging with babish <laughs> beef fizz beef fizz from terminally <laughs> chill <laughs> it's also great because if you say it fast the f's blur so it's beef like is. beef is <laughs> it's, it sounds like you're like uh, like feeling unwell and that's like the sound you make before you're throwing up it's like oh beef i think is. it's more of a it's like an artsy title beef is you know beef is like, beef is what is beef, beef yeah man is this uh he's friends with butthead uh-huh beef is <laughs> <laughs> beef is and butthead yeah so how do you make a butthead that's a great question I don't think uh, we don't need to get into that one. Tell you when you're older. Okay, so you drink one of these, you throw up, right? Like I Mm -hmm. I can't imagine a situation in which I don't barf. You take it to work, actually. You put it in the thermos. (laughs) (laughs) You put it in the fridge at work. Yeah, with a beefus note that says beefus. Don't steal. (laughs) Do not touch. That would be a great way to get back at a coworker who's been like stealing your lunch. Yeah, or even just if you have any weird coworkers and you're like, you know what? What if one of them would try this beefus? Imagine the smell of you opening their thermos to drink it at lunchtime. Just, just the smell that escapes. I really can't imagine because beef broth is not like an overwhelming smell, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. But it's like definitely salty. And definitely beefy. So just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just glad that it's cold and not hot. I feel like it would be worse if it was hot. Yeah, I could. I can see that. Um, but man, like, I don't know, dude. You open that up. You your coworkers ask, "Hey, what's that over there? What what you got there?" You say, "Beef is." And then they never talk to you again, and you're fired. Actually, what's what's beefus? <laughs> Nothing much, man. What's beef? That's not even good, man. <laughs> but it made me laugh. What's beefus? Beefus. Nothing much, head, man. Right? What's beefus with you? That's terrible. <laughs> Things didn't. Ha- things don't haven't had to be funny to make me laugh in like ten years. No, that's yeah, that's fair. Everything's I'm, I'm so broken. Yeah, my mind is broken. Um, well, your brain is probably healing at this point. What's uh, you know, what's going on in discourse in real life? Um, mostly discussion about what kind of drink you can make with broth. So, okay. <laughs> What is the <laughs> ideal broth to use for a drink in your opinion? All right. If you, have to. Well, if you want to go down this route, we can go down this route. My my good friend Hannah and I have been theorizing about hard soup for over <laughs> a year at this point. So that's not really, I mean, that is a thing. People definitely have made soup and just poured a bunch of vodka in it to like make them sleep better. What? I'm sure that's a thing. I'm pretty sure. Did you have a different college experience than the rest of us? Wait, you never had vodka soup? (laughs) Imagine, like, going over to a frat house and there's a big thing of jungle juice, but it's soup. 
It's a really <laughs> beefy stew. It's a really beefy stew, and it has like 10 gallons of vodka in it. You're like, oh, where's the drinks, guys? And they're like, hey. Right there. We don't need a drink if we eat the drinks. Dude, jungle juice, but it's like steaming. Oh, gosh, that sounds <laughs> terrible. coming on top of it. Well, this is the thing is that like even when you're making a soup with vodka in it, you're doing like a couple tablespoons, a quarter I'm, cup. I'm going to go out of my – I think I've already actually solved the best drink to have with broth, and that is a vegetable broth Bloody Mary. Well, that's too easy. Come on. I mean, it's already got a Bloody Mary's basically soup ingredients in tomato juice, which is also technically soup. Yeah, but I mean, you said the we said the best. We didn't say the most original. No, that's illegal. I'm thinking about a hard soup in seltzer cans. All right, I got one. I think you could do a really nice rum with a beef broth. Like genuinely a nice spiced rum. And it would be pretty good. Um what about a drink called the Thanksgiving uh thirst the thirst of Thanksgiving. And it's turkey broth and cranberry juice. That sounds terrible. Yeah, it does. But so does a beef is. That's fair. Have you heard of uh, Have you ever heard of the Thanksgiving burrito? No, but I think the concept sounds pretty self-explanatory. There is a, a restaurant. I don't know how far out this restaurant chain goes. Have you ever heard of Mad Max? Nope. Okay, so it's probably a northeastern, just like general white people Mexican place. Mm-hmm. It's very solid. But every year in the fall, they do a Thanksgiving-style burrito called the Gobblerito. Mm-hmm. And it's a huge soft tortilla with turkey, mashed black bean potatoes, stuffing, and corn, and drenched in gravy. That sounds great. Yeah. It's all the best parts of Thanksgiving. The only thing I could possibly think is that might be too salty because of how much, like, Every individual side dish at Thanksgiving is salty, and then you pour gravy on top of it. Well, I'll tell you what. They serve it with a side of cranberry sauce, so you can fix that. Mm, okay, okay. You Balance can fix it out it. yourself. Yeah, that's life, baby. You got to make the hard choices sometimes. You do? Like that's how true. much cranberry sauce do you want on your Thanksgiving burrito? I, don't, I haven't even started thinking about Thanksgiving, for the, like, frankly. It's too far yeah. out. I have no interest in Thanksgiving right now. No, I, I'm really, we can't do this again, so I'm just saying it briefly. I'm really in the, like, I'm checking out deals to get people things for Christmas right now, like, mode, like, thinking yeah. about it, starting to starting to ponder. There's no pressure this far out, but you can be like, oh, this is something I'm thinking about now, so I'm going to write it down. Thinking about getting someone a Thanksgiving meal for Christmas? Yeah. Freeze it up, put it on a put it on a tray. Play the long game, as it uh, were. Thanksgiving and Christmas food kind of blends into one. I mean, it's all kind of the same. Disagree. Okay. Well, what what's Christmas to you? Christmas to me is ham. That's New Year's, man. New Year's ham for wow. sure, buddy. If you make a Christmas ham, you'll have it on New Year's too. Well, 
And I have um, I don't have a bunch of family nearby. I just have my immediate family. So like, we get like a half ham, and we have it for the whole shebang. Um, I'm also not a huge ham guy. I like ham. Don't get me wrong, but you like ham instead of turkey. You know, uh, I'm just used to really good fried turkey. So well, I sure. I can't really uh, give up on that. That really brings a lot of joy to my life. Yeah. I support you, man. I would love to do a fried turkey. It is, unfortunately, like the most dangerous way to prepare turkey by a long right. shot. That's life. Sometimes you got to suffer. Has anyone ever uh, deep fried a ham before? Oh, I'm certain. I was going to say, what are we deep frying when I come down there? Oh, um, shoot. First thing that came to mind was snails for some reason. Oh, yeah, man. You game? I've never had a snail in any form, so. I've eaten escargot before. Sure. Dude, I'll tell you what. When you Google deep fried ham, the first result is the Paula Dean website. Shout out to Paula Dean. Yeah, what's, what's she up to these days? Probably deep frying hams, I, get, I would guess. I, I get her she's confused changed. with um, Martha Stewart. Because I always think Paula Dean went to jail. No. Which one's racist? That's a great question. <laughs> One of them uh, is. Oh, <laughs> uh, racial slur controversy. That's Paula Dean. Oh no. Yeah. Sorry for giving Paula Dean a plug. Oh wow. I'm not gonna read this out loud, but it is. It's not great. No, it's pretty bad, if I recall. The the one line poll is. Dean stated in her deposition that she had, quote, of course, used the N-word at times. You know, you just, you just wonder sometimes. You wonder how people get to that level of success and remain that stupid. Well, it's just because money makes you feel like you don't have to care, and frankly, she doesn't have to care. No, it's not going to personally affect her. No, no matter I what mean, she does. She settled this suit out of court. She's got a bajillion dollars. She's getting a click for me on this website, and she's been on like six or seven TV shows since then. So that's fun. Yeah, but anyway, you can deep fry ham. Of course you can. I just thought of like the fact that there's plenty of stuff that you fry that's pork, like mm-hmm. bacon, for example. Well, right. What if you like battered and fried bacon? Uh, I'm sure that's a thing. Isn't that just, someone's is that there. just a bacon pancake? A what? A bacon pancake? Yeah, that's news. I've never heard of that before. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, if you're battering and frying bacon, it probably basically turns into a bacon pancake. How did we get here? What's what's going on? We always just talk about food, man. We got to find something else. I you know and I talk about food with my coworkers too. It's like the one thing I talk about. Why do I do this to myself? Well, it's cuz food's really good and we get to it's like how many other things do you do 3 times a day? That's true. Mm. Besides like use the bathroom and hopefully drink water. No, I drink water one time a day and I drink 4 gallons at once. Man. How does that uh, go for you? Um, I'm dead. I died. Is it like the equivalent of doing like a really intense juice cleanse? 
but all at once. Yeah, except I'm um, I'm dead. Never do this. Never do that. Do you think those juice cleanses really work? Uh, you know, I've got friends who swear by them, but like, what is it? What does it cleanse? I guess is my question. <laughs> Are we really gonna talk about this? I don't care. But if you don't want to, we can move past it. I'm just saying, like, it, I mean, it cleanses your colon. Sure. I'm just saying that, like, what's the difference between doing a juice cleanse and popping a couple laxatives, then? Um, <clears throat> one of them sounds better. Well, the juice cleanse, you might be going, like, all week. But the yeah. laxatives, you'll be done in, you know, 6 to 12 hours. Depending on how many you take. I mean, yeah. You got to know yourself. Look, I'm going to cut us off right here. This cannot become the poop episode. Uh, no. We're, we're, look, man, you were the first one to say that word on air. In our history. <laughs> in our history. So, that's not on Never me. before has this show stooped to this level. No. Stooped to the poop level? No. Never. No. We won't do that. We will not do that. I don't know. What's going on? How's life? It's, you know, it's fine. You know what the, my favorite thing about life is? What? That uh, nothing happens. <laughs> Jeez. That <laughs> you sound like a, a Dostoyevsky character. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, like, contemplating murder or anything like that. That's Just good. Just in case you're wondering. So I'm not really like a Dostoevsky character, but... Okay, you just play one on TV. Yeah. I feel like we need to get back on track. Uh, I don't know where we're going. and I don't <laughs> There, there where, is no track. I don't know where we've been. All right. We have to, su- we have to do a sudden and hard swerve. All right. What's our new topic? <laughs> okay, good question. I'm going to hit random on a Wikipedia article because it's the only thing we know how to do. Uh, no, I've got something. Okay. I'm going to podcast topic generator. <laughs> nice. I'm going to leave this part in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this is, this is how podcasting works. People okay, come. Um, Dude, you should ask the AI what we should talk about. That's a good idea. Just I'm pulling it out. So I just asked an AI what we should talk about, and it kind of tried to keep filling in text. Uh, and it says... I, I typed in, what should the Terminally Chill podcast talk about today? And it wrote back, next week when the hits get away from them, I'll try to keep it more current. I brought back the old conference desk as a living room <laughs> sofa for guests. So, uh, I don't know. All right, here's the, here's the topics that we have for this podcast. Right? All right. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm ready for the first I one. I just typed in, podcast topic ideas, Terminally Chill Two guy. Oh, so it said describe your podcast. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, you know, two guys who are very silly and Catholic. Yep, it's all we got. Those so, are our attributes. Here's what the the uh, the topic generator came back with. Number one, how to become a writer. Oh, That's, we can do that. We can easily do that. We Number do two, that. the guys talk about writing on the road in a taxi cab. Mm, I've stuff, never stuff we've never done. Yeah, never, <laughs> never done, done that. that in my life. Mm-mm. Writing outside your comfort zone, also never done. Well, I've kind of done that. These Took next topics are really where things get good. Uh huh. 
the craziest kid we knew. <laughs> craziest kid we knew. <laughs> we gotta talk about the craziest kid we knew. Dude, it was Pubs mean. you go to when you're drunk. <laughs> when you're already drunk. <laughs> yeah. Here's the top five pubs to go to when, when you're, you're already, already drunk. Blasted. <laughs> <laughs> and then number three, the drunkest person you know. <laughs> Currently, <laughs> who is the drunkest person I know right now? Gosh, that's gotta that's a be good Matthew. question. <laughs> I haven't had anything to drink tonight. I don't know what you're talking about. You're on. You can't lie to me. You're on that wacky juice. Uh, now things get real fun. They took the Catholic idea and they ran with it. Mm-hmm. Topic number one: the Pope. Yeah, great guy. <laughs> you know what a great big big fan. T- topic number two. The Pope getting fat. <laughs> so, dude, I don't think I don't think uh, Pope Francis has put on any weight. I don't despite either. having a plethora of medical conditions. <laughs> this next one is real. Uh, uh, shall we say, edgy? The Pope's big fat joke of a book. <laughs> That's a trans podcast. (laughs) And it's what? Like the the NASB Bible translation? Yeah. The Pope's big fat joke of a book. Have you guys read the Pope's most recent big fat joke of a book? (laughs) Bro, do you mean encyclical? It's not even a book, man. It's like thirty pages. Uh, so which of the? I mean, these are all great. We could. We these could probably are. Run let's just start with the. Let's start at the top. How to become a writer? Okay. How to become a writer? Well, we have both done some writing. I think. Mm-hmm. I have written a couple books, and I do essay style stuff every so often now for a newsletter, mm-hmm. and it's just. The main thing about writing is you gotta write it. Okay, and this is actually that's actually that's my good advice. my actual like good advice as someone who has written like over a hundred thousand words in their life for so, fun is like you literally just have to sit down and write and not really care if it's that good or not because you will edit later and you won't yep. edit while you're writing because that's nope. a terrible idea. Of course not. You never go back and edit until you're done. Mm-mm. Um, also you, yeah, I mean, write a sentence. That's how you become a good writer. You just write a sentence. I, I will say that there are good things. Like I thought this was kind of stupid. Uh, but when I was in school, I took a creative writing course and we read a book that was like, like how to write. And it would like teach, like be a chapter on like you know, character development or theme or setting or something, and then it would give you some prompts at the end. But it was actually genuinely useful, if a little cheesy, to, like, work through it. Like, I did Mm. feel like I learned things. My other content recommendation is a website called Write or Die. When I was doing uh, NaNoWriMo, which is National Novel Writing Month, Mm -hmm. it's a thing in November every year, so this is actually pretty timely. Um, where you try and word fit, write 50,000 words in a month uh, with like, you know, millions of people across the globe. But 
this ride or die website got me through it the first time I did it because what it does is you set it up so it's just a blank page in your browser you start typing um, and then if you sit for like 10 or 15 seconds without pressing any keys on your keyboard uh, the screen will start slowly fading red oh no and then when it fades enough red like I think you can set you know what your goal is and how much grace you want on that timer but mm -hmm. whenever it reaches that point it will start audibly playing an alarm noise like it doesn't matter if you have headphones in it will play out of your computer <laughs> that's great <laughs> it's very evil i can't so, wait to do that at work yeah man it's really good and yeah i mean it got me into some habits of like idling when i needed a second of hitting like the space bar and backspace back and forth because you know i'm the that stops the time. Yeah, but that keeps minute. you on your toes. You know? It does. And it makes you be like, it, it gets you out of the thing of being like, oh man, I need to write this perfect sentence. Like, no man, you just need to write a sentence and then the one after that. And it doesn't let you daydream. Like you can't stop writing to think about something else. You got to keep going. No. And you can't get yourself like, I'm going to do this crazy plot point that like no one knows about and like no one's ever done before or whatever. Like, cool, man. You can figure that out in post if you want to. Yeah. Like, exactly. just, just make it happen. You're going to cut most of what you write anyway if you're going to actually edit it and try and make it good afterward. You just got to get something down. Here's another tip for writing. Keep writing until all the bad stuff is out. Mm -hmm. Like, it, writing is kind of weird because your brain has all this bad garbage in it and you start to write and it's just terrible. Mm -hmm. Like, 90% of the time when you start, it's just garbage you know you're just writing trash and then if you keep writing it becomes less and less trash because the bad stuff kind of gets out and you start getting a bit more clarity and you just keep writing until you have something good yeah especially in like essay formats i feel like i've done um it's always one of those things where you get to the end of the essay and you're like oh man i need to rewrite my thesis statement mm-hmm because I'm like slightly off. Yeah. So like once you put it all the way out there, you really, I mean, you just, you get to your actual point after writing a couple thousand words. Yeah. And I think that's, um, I think that's a, uh, just good advice in general for creative stuff is yeah. that you just keep going until you get something good because like it's easy to get discouraged if you write something bad or, you know, because you think, oh, well, this isn't very good and, like, I'm a trash writer or whatever. But really, everyone writes bad stuff before they write good stuff. It's not even, like, a matter of practice. It's just a matter of, like, you write the bad stuff until you get something good. Yeah. I think also you, like, it's okay to publish bad stuff. And what I mean by that is, like, don't expect everyone to praise you over it, but like it's really good to write a piece, work on it for a little bit, and then put it out in the world. Especially if it's not um, creative writing, if it's uh, like nonfiction writing, mm -hmm. like it's it's good to just do that because you don't have to be a professional writer, right? You don't have to go through ten rounds of editing on everything you do. If you write something and you're like, yeah, this is pretty good, you can put it out there, and that's cool. 
You know, I think this whole podcast thing is a great example of all of this advice. I, I don't know that I would call anything we do good. But <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it was good quality. I just said, wow, fair. Know. We're here. We, I mean, we keep putting it out week after week, and we keep talking, and um, we certain don't stop. People keep listening, so you know that's on you at that point. And you keep talking until um, the words start meaning nothing to you. Mm-hmm. And then you post it, and people listen to it for some reason. Mm-hmm. Still confusing to me, but that's okay. Yeah, this is garbage. I mean, how have you listened to this far? Like, how do you keep listening? I feel like sometimes people are scared of silence and what mm. having a lot of silence in their lives might mean. And so sometimes <laughs> they need like the most idiotic drivel <laughs> to serve as background noise so they don't have to confront the terrible reality of existence. Yeah. And you know what? We're always happy to provide that for you. Yeah. The person listening to this is like that right now. Yeah, I mean, you know that if you turn this off and you just spend some time in silence, you would be better off for it. Yeah. But you won't, uh, and we appreciate that because it keeps that little number on our page up. Yeah, you need us. <laughs> you don't even realize it, but you need you have us. No clue, not a single clue in the world. Um, what's our next yeah. topic? <laughs> our next topic is. <laughs> Right, the guys talk about riding on the road in a taxi cab. Yeah, pass. Never done that. Not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie to you, but I can tell you what I think about it. Sounds awful. Why would you do that? There's no reason to do that. Going back to the how to become a writer thing, uh, the first step is to not do it in a taxi cab. Yeah. Usually, you want a desk and like a keyboard. That you can type on. Writing outside of your comfort zone. Well, my comfort zone is a desk and a keyboard and not a taxi cab. So I think we've kind of answered that next topic, too. I think that can also just be a creative writing for some people. Like, I do think, well, this is a dangerous thing to say. I think everyone should try writing poetry. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the danger in trying to write poetry is that you might not be very good at poetry, <laughs> But you might write it and be like, damn, I'm really good at writing poetry. And that's how we get uh, like milk and honey. The right? like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how that's how we get those Instagram channels. Yeah. Uh, post bad poetry. Here's the thing. I see. I think the generic like big mistake people make when writing poetry is not paying attention, not reading it out loud. I guess is the way. Yeah. Is one way to say it. Correct. Because if you read it out loud and it doesn't flow, then your poem's not very good, probably. <laughs> you need to have good flow of words yeah, um, and good rhythm to it. I think at a very beginner level, it, you know, it, it doesn't have to rhyme, but it's okay if it does. Because yeah. I've seen this go wrong both ways, you know. Mm -hmm. you, don't, you don't need to rhyme every single line together. But also, free verse is a lot more difficult than people on Instagram posting black on white, you know, text mm -hmm. to make it seem because they're not very good at it most of the time. It just takes practice. The, really, the more poetry you read, the better you're going to be at writing poetry. But Yeah, and I think uh, poetry is one of those disciplines where, like, read the classics. 
Like there is good modern poetry, but there is a lot less good modern poetry than there is good classic poetry. As far as like getting started at the very least, like yeah. modern stuff tends to push the boundaries a bit more. Um, but it's, in my it's tough to in my appreciate. Experience. No, you're right. But it's tough to appreciate a boundary being pushed if you're not familiar with the boundary. Right. Yeah. So like, like a lot <laughs> of modern protest poetry is pushing boundaries of like, like Langston Hughes mm-hmm. and poets like him. Um, and I think if you don't know kind of where that comes from or where that style comes from, it doesn't mean as much to you. Also, here's a tip for writing poetry. This is something I was just thinking. Um, if you're getting started, write a, you begin with a highly structured yes. type of poem. Yep. Write a sonnet or oh. even write a haiku. You got to start you got to start softer than a sonnet because sonnets are people people talk crap about sonnets but man they are tough to do right and the people that break from the form and like twist it are incredible. Okay, well we'll start with haikus then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can start with sonnets. I'm just saying that like writing in iambic pentameter or something that resembles it is like a challenge. Yeah, but I mean that's like one of the most basic uh, meters there are. You know? Yeah, but you have to be able to identify meter to do that, right? And like, not a lot of people are great at that. That's fair. That's fair. I'm just saying, if you want some sick, more modern-ish sonnets, Edna Saint Vincent Millay is a modern master of the genre. Uh, you would never guess unless I told you that she wrote sonnets, but. They uh, just whip. In high school, did you ever have to write poetry for like an, a literature class? Yeah. Were you a kind of half asset poet or did you like, were you one of the nerds that like really went all in on trying to make it good? Both. I like, I figured out a couple things I liked and I, this is one of those products of like having read like way too much as a kid is that I could just like string together fancy meaningless words when I wanted to, uh, Mm -hmm. which is really good for poetry for people who don't know anything about poetry, but is really bad for poetry if you know literally anything about poetry. Uh So it sounded really nice, but it didn't mean anything. And I could, I could toss that together quick, which was fun. But then like later I tried being like, no, I'd actually like these things to mean something. I, uh, so we had a, in my literature class, we we went through the entire Divine Comedy, which was cool. Mm-hmm. And we had to write one canto for each of the, um, uh, you know, each of the parts of the Divine Comedy. Yeah. Um, and there was really no rules except that the lines had to be grouped in threes. Um, mm-hmm. But like meter, whatever. But me, being an absolute dork decided to not only group things but also rhyme it in Tertsarima. and hell yeah and honestly i'm really mad at myself because i lost those some time ago that's some hard drive somewhere and i wish i could read them again because like you know it was just a fun project you're supposed to kind of write it as like i think the theme was like write it about like like breaking school rules and being punished you know 
um, it was like the joke theme kind of thing. And I think I'm, I think I actually made something pretty funny and I wish I could go back and find it. Yeah. You know how they say that like men remember the like last compliment they were given because it sticks with them for like years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only compliment I've ever been given that I like really remember on something I did mm-hmm. was in my college creative writing class uh, when I had a very sweet professor who was a, a PhD candidate and we were writing, uh, I think a couple different styles of poetry. So I turned in a little collection and she wrote, like she reviewed it and she, the first thing she wrote was that it to her was a cross between uh, Gerard Manley Hopkins, the uh, the Jesuit poet, uh-huh. and Florence and the Machine. <laughs> That's awesome. And that is by far the best compliment I've ever been given. Uh, and honestly, the like, I thought the poems ever were fine, but I wasn't really super happy with them. Uh huh. So it's just uh, just one of those things, man. I did a creative writing class in high school and I have a very similar uh, male compliment memory yeah (laughs) because my teacher in that class would always like really liked or at least you know told me she really liked my poems and actually had me read one in front of the faculty at a faculty meeting one time what a guy and I, I never have let that drop from my ego so absolutely not yeah what are we uh what are we talking about next well we're telling people that they should try to write poetry one more oh yeah you should try and write poetry but you don't have to share it and you don't have to post it and if you do do not expect positive feedback no don't expect anyone to care because that's that's better than the alternative which is there's i don't want to do a whole thing on this but sometimes people are like way too nice about things, mm-hmm. which is fine. It's fine to be nice about things, but then people take that really seriously and they're like, oh, I must be really, really good at this. And then at yeah. some point you have to find out that you're not. Yeah. And then it's weird to act like you're really good at something when you are not really. It's just so, embarrassing to just, act like you're really good at something when people know you're not. Yeah. Just, you know, write, write your poetry. But don't expect to be you, good at it. I mean, you can share it. No, like there's nothing wrong with that. But like, don't expect that it's good. I guess is what I'm saying. And maybe share it with people you know will actually be honest with you. you know? Yeah, or only share it if you're willing to hear honest things about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say which that. is which is tough, but uh, you know that's life. It's okay if your poetry sucks. Everyone's poetry sucks. You know, you might think it's really good, but it might just not be for other people. Kind of like that chili I made last week that all my friends said sucked. Do you want to talk about this chili? <laughs> no. Because this was an event in your life. I made some chili. I made some chili for uh, for an office uh, chili cook-off. And, you know, I really liked it. <laughs> and some people also really liked it. It was divisive, is what I'll say. You made, made a divisive very chili. Very smoky. Didn't taste like anyone else's chili. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw someone pour it out after trying one bite. You know, that's the kind of stuff that really, really gets to the heart of a cook. 
Um, but then I saw some other people go back for seconds. So, you know, divisive chili. You know, it's the duality of man, really, when you think about it. The duality of chili. The next topic is the craziest kid we knew. <laughs> I don't really think I knew any, like, really crazy kids. Yeah. Um... There, I have one story, but it's, like, it was just, like, we were in second grade, and, like, kids are just weird in second grade. Oh, yeah. Did you but... have... Did you have like the, the one kid? Never mind. I don't even want to go there. Not really. <laughs> um, we had. I mean, he wasn't even the kid or whatever, but uh, it was one of those situations where like he really wanted to be friends with me. I think or thought we were friends, and I was like not really interested in that. Uh-huh. Um, because I was in second grade and mean as second graders are. Yeah. Uh, and so. I we were playing in a rec basketball league and we were on opposite teams and we were guarding each other and um you know I'm on offense he's on defense and just like I'm you know I'm doing my thing I'm trying to get the ball uh and he like hooks his arms around mine and then like forces me into a hug <laughs> yep and he's larger and stronger than me and I cannot get out of it, and I'm calling for the ref. I am, like, eight years old, and I'm calling for the ref because I know my rights. Uh-huh. And they're being violated. Um, ref wouldn't call anything because we were children. And I remember being so upset about this. Uh, but he just, like, really wanted to hug me and was, like, singing me a song or something while he was doing it, and I was just... I was pissed. Um, (laughs) My family makes fun of me for that all the time because I was so upset. Uh, But yeah, I guess that's more about me than it was him, to be honest. (laughs) That's not the craziest. Are you saying you're the craziest kid you knew because you got really mad one time? No, I just thought he was weird. He was singing me a song about uh, pie or something. Wow, you remember, huh? Yeah, I do because it pissed me off, man. I could have been been the rec basketball all-star. Um, but anyway, we had a variety of class clowns, but uh, I never really knew anyone crazy, even in college. You know, yeah. You know, a lot of people have that one crazy friend who's always uh, do uh, do doing stuff. I mean, I had a couple crazy friends in college, but they were. It was just like, oh man, you're gonna go make some poor life choices, huh? And they're like, yeah, I am. And then it would happen. I'd be like, did you make some poor life choices? And they'd be like, uh-huh. yeah, I wish I had didn't. But well, I guess I there's mean, no way to stop that from happening. I mentioned my crazy friend. And by crazy friend, I mean not that crazy. We talked about this on an episode about the yik yak friend. Who yes. Said he would walk across the bridge in a speedo if the yik yak got 200 likes. And then. Right. Ended up just like wearing a speedo on the outside of his pants and looking like an idiot. Yeah, um, poor form. So you know, stuff happens. That was the craziest person I knew, and uh, really that that tells you a lot about about me, I guess. Yeah, I'm not a. I don't know. I'm just not really that crazy of a guy. I don't attract really crazy guys. Pretty normal. 
We've got some really good topics for next week. Pubs to go to when you're already drunk. <laughs> the drunkest person you currently know. <laughs> Who's the drunkest person you know right now? If you had to make a guess. Point blank, the Pope. No, not that's not. Uh, whoa, okay. <laughs> I think you have something to say about his latest book, huh? Well, I know that he's been putting on some pounds. <laughs> Man, this is not the Pope Slander podcast. <laughs> I don't no, approve no. of this. No, we're gonna save that for next week. You know. Should we? Should we check on Glug? Uh, Glug. Is he is he alive? Glug? You never know if these guys are alive or just napping. Hey, hey, Glug, hold on, give me that, give me that stick. Yeah, here, Glug. Man, he does he doesn't sound good. Oh, there he goes. Did did you kill him? <laughs> I don't know. He ran away. He, where'd he run to? <laughs> yeah, we're. In a, I know we're in a jail cell. I'm confused too. Man, nothing makes sense over here. They yeah, better let us out soon, or I'm gonna scream as loud as I can. We gotta get back to Earth, dude. If they this don't is... let me out in five seconds, I'm gonna scream as loud as I can. All right. Well, I think maybe you should think about that. Well, first, first I'm going to do the outro for our podcast. If that's oh, cool. yeah. I mean, just in case anyone yeah. back home is listening. I mean, send help, right? Like, maybe we should Right, yeah. To- I mean, like, we wouldn't <laughs> mind, right? Like, I, I don't know if you guys know where we are. We don't know where we are. We just We're on a planet. We got lost in space. Yeah, but you should definitely um, help us because we're not doing well. If you couldn't tell by the content of this episode. Um, yeah, so... Uh, what can they do until next time? Uh, well, you know, this has been another episode of the Terminally Chill Podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you're aware. Um, it has. It has. Yes. It has. Uh, you know, if you would like to send rations to our jail cell, uh, you can find us at TChillPod on Twitter, and you can DM us little emojis of food, and we will eat them. Um, we also have an email. You can email us at terminallychillpod at gmail.com. And if you do, we will read your social security number out loud on the show. Yeah. And in fact, we'll also um, rob you blind, probably. True. And uh, no one will even know. That's the best part. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can uh, look us up on the on the iTunes and give us a star five and... Uh, you know, that's about it. Do you, uh, you have any big final thoughts for this episode from Hell? Yeah. Um, if you see Glug, let us know. Because we could have sworn we were in a very small room, but he is gone. It really did feel like we were in a small room. And frankly, it still feels like we're in a pretty small room. I guess we should figure out what's going on. Yeah. Uh. Well... I'm going to start my countdown, and then I'm going to scream, so. Until next time. Shuffle out of here. I'm uh, Hunter. I'm Matthew. Five, four, three, two, one.